Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Support Wrestle Talk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, and today I am joined by Tempest, the wrestler. Hello, Tempest. I'm Tempest. Hello, how you doing, man? I'm doing. I'm doing pretty well, Pete. Um, it's WrestleMania weekend, and mm, the last sure few years that would probably instill a little bit of fear in that I was about to see a seven-hour show, but that's not going to be the case this year, so I have a lot more to be excited about. Plus, these cards just look rather fun. You don't know that it's not going to be a seven-hour show each night. They could have each match go an hour. You never know. You never know. Well, Triple H isn't on this card, so I don't mm. have to worry about the the 30-minute classic match that he's bound to have with the likes of Batista twice mm -hmm. and Randy Orton and Seth Rollins. Oh, such great matches. I, I couldn't, they couldn't cut anything out of those matches. No, definitely not. Um, oh. Then they wouldn't have had time for anything relevant, right? That's, God, uh... I am absolutely shattered today. I don't know if you guys can tell. My brain isn't working right, but it's fine. I'm sure this is going to be a great review regardless because there wasn't that much to review. Um, but we'll uh, we'll get into talking about SmackDown for now. We'll get into the emails and stuff in the outro portion of the show. So for now, let's get into the actual main portion of the show where we're going to be talking about first things first, Jey Uso winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Let's talk about it. So the first thing we're going to be talking about is it was sponsored by Beer 52. Yeah. Hey, dude, you guys out. You thought it was going to be about wrestling. Get out of here with that. Um, you silly yeah, no. marks. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Why are we talking about SmackDown on this show? And if you go in the description or in the pinned comment, you'll find a link to Beer52. UK viewers can get a free free case of craft beer. Going to beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. All you have to do is pay for shipping. It's like five pounds. You get a whole crate of like eight beers. It's really good. Go do it. We'll talk about it more later. Let's talk about SmackDown because not much happened on this show, but one of the things that did happen was the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yes, um, the Andre Memorial Battle Ro- Memorial Royal Battle Royal. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's the one. Got it. Nailed it. Um, yep. Where the lineup was some people, Jey Uso, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Ken Corbin was basically the the whole lineup of the match. Um, yeah, as, as is always the case with Battle Royals on TV, it will come down to the three people that got entrance music and the yep. 19 that didn't. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and that's exactly how this match went. This was the technically the main event of this show. Um, granted, there was a promo segment afterwards, but the actual the main event match out of the two matches on this show, is that it? Was it just uh, the two? No, there was at least three. There was three. No, there was three. There was three matches. We got the all-time classic match between Tamina and Nia Jax, as mm-hmm. well as the yeah. uh, the four-way tag match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we we had the the, the main event of the uh, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Uh, it was a match. It was it, it was fine. Um, Nakamura managed to eliminate Corbin in the final three, which was cool. Mustafa Ali eliminated both Mace and T-Bar. Ooh, you know, retribution. Um, and then... Uh, my brain. Ricochet did some stuff. Murphy hit a really cool-looking knee on Mustafa Ali. He likes doing that. Uh, yeah, he's very good at it. Dominant striker, <laughs> that Murphy. Um, oh, Dominant strikes. Dominant the key, striker. The key to any win, as we've seen this week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so you had Shinsuke Nakamura and Jey Uso were the final two, as it should have been. They were the two biggest names going into the Battle Royal. Uh, Shinsuke actually managed to hit a Kinshasa onto Jay, but as he went to throw him out, Jay countered and, and threw him out instead. Uh, so Jay won the Battle Royal. Cool. cool. Yep. You know... The, like uh, it's it's such a drag because you have the uh, the post match angle on well, that angle, but he goes and he stands and poses next to the thing. And he's like, "Oh, my name's going on this this here plate." And you look at the the names, and it's like, "Man, this is not a a a star studded list. This is not the the Stanley Cup of pro wrestling with every mm. great team in history listed yeah. on its on its on its." on its base like oh my goodness you're looking at this thing it's like yeah sorry pal you get to be this year's mojo raleigh this year's Uh cesaro this year's braun Strowman, you know this year's baron corbin like whatever you know it's a shame too because there's so many guys that have been sitting in catering for the last six months to a year oh i lost pete okay interesting uh as i was saying though like there are so many guys that just have been sitting around doing absolutely nothing for so long guys like jeff hardy guys like alistair black previously guys like you know andrade there's so many people like this and if you did a better job building up the andre the giant battle royal having those guys involved could possibly help to actually make it feel a little bit more prestigious oh you're back how about that 
I am such a, a king carrying this show mm-hmm. when your internet mm-hmm. and your brain and nothing's working. Oh no, this this had nothing Gosh. to do with my internet. I genuinely oh, just closed the tab. I, I just closed it. I was Brilliant. looking at my I was looking at my laptop. I was like, man, I have a lot of like stuff open that I don't need. Let me just close some stuff I don't need. Turns out I really need this one. Yeah, I just I just closed it. I'm God, my brain is. You are lucky to have me. But yes, I am. I am. God. As as I was having a lovely conversation with the chat before uh, you so rudely <laughs> exited, just did the old Irish goodbye, leave without saying goodbye. You know, uh, the battle royal doesn't mean anything now, and it hasn't ever really meant anything since the first one. But mm-hmm. at least the first two Andre the Giant battle royals were like fun, good battle royals, which mm-hmm. is hard to do. I don't feel like we've had like a good one since. You know, all of them have just kind of devolved into your typical pre-show WrestleMania Battle Royal. Yeah. And uh, the bit that got me was Corey Graves afterwards saying, this is validation for Jey Uso. I'm like, is it? Like His his first win in five months. Yeah, his first win since, yeah, since November. And it's in a Battle Royal that's also previously been won by Mojo Rawley. Like, that's validation for Jey Uso? I don't know, dude. I don't know about that one, but... It's fine, sure, whatever. Um, I really have nothing else to say about this match because it was. I mean, there was nothing was there. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there were people in this match where I was like, I don't know who that is. There was a guy in gray tights that I still never fully confirmed who it was. Yeah, I think it it may have been like Tucker or someone like that, but I just Wait, completely. No. I was just like, that's just a dude. I that could be anybody. Give that person any name. Like I'm me. And I feel like I've got a pretty good grasp over the whole wrestling thing. I mm-hmm. know some stuff. I do some fact checking on occasion. And it I was, was like, I have Tucker. no idea. I was, was like, I no... yeah, there you go. The chat's telling guess... us it was Tucker. I... I guess I was right. Thank you, chat. But like, Incredible. I was like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know who that is. That's just yeah. a body with some that long hair. Incredible. Do you remember he turned heel and Otis at Hell in a Cell? Do you oh, yeah, that? he did. He did, didn't he? Isn't that crazy? crazy? What do they Did... do with him since then? <clears throat> he's been chasing the 24-7 title for one week, and then that, that was it, right? I think that's all, I don't, that's all he's I, done. I, I don't even remember seeing him do that. Like, I yeah. believe it happened, but they just really love splitting up teams. Yeah. They love it. It's it's an addiction for them. They need help. Is. Addiction is a disease. They need to go to Breaking Up Tag Teams Anonymous and get the help that they deserve. What a reference from Hector Rodriguez. Yeah, it was Tucker. It looked like he was cosplaying as Eli Cottonwood from NXT Season 2. What a throwback. Excellent. Excellent. Deep cut. His oh, promo man. about the mustache. What is a mustache? Man. Going over the upper lip. <laughs> I don't have one. None of these people here have one. I don't want you to know a mustache for a real man. And I have the best mustache of them all. What are you talking about, you weird man? Anyway, they they um, really just got the best promos of all time out of NXT season two. They really it was that one. There was the one where Caval said total nonstop action. Yeah. And there was the genesis of McGillicuddy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The old NXT was awesome. uh, Dude, they they had Justin Gabriel floundering over flowers. Uh, That was great. I think they had Heath Slater try to cut a promo about cereal. Uh, oh. It was amazing. And then you had Wade Barrett. He got the subject of wind and he goes, well, I like to talk about the winds of change blowing throughout WWE. And they were in London and everyone, yeah, go Wade <laughs> Barrett. We love you. 
God, good old NXT. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, you can see that we're we're struggling to talk about the Battle Royal because there's nothing else to talk oh my about. God. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So for now, I'd say we'll just get into your ultra chats. If you guys want to talk about stuff, uh, the link is there. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support forward slash support. That's the link you can use. Uh, if you want to get your messages read out on the stream, uh, that would be cool. We'd like to, to chat to you guys. We've got a couple here. We've got one from Scott Young that said, I really enjoyed this show. The point of a go-home show is to get you hyped for the pay-per-view. And it did that. Biggie's promo was class. And the three from the Triple Threat guys were incredible as well. I don't agree, personally. Um, wow. I, I didn't really enjoy this show. Um, I do agree that the promos are very good. I think that the way they were delivered was fantastic. I thought the the quality of promos on this show was very, very high. Uh, like you said, Biggie's one. I think the three of them from Brian Edge and Reigns were also very, very good. I did feel like, though, with the exception of the Biggie one, um, because I, th- I think that, that did add something, the other three were all stuff we've already heard a lot. And it was just like more of the same. And I don't really feel like much was actually added. It didn't make me more excited for any match. With the exception of the Edge one that made me kind of question, I was like, ooh, Edge might win this kind of thing. Well, maybe maybe they're going to have Edge lose and he's going to become more unhinged. Like that, there was that side of it, but I felt like in terms of actual like story progression, it was like, 
they're there. They're just kind of plugging WrestleMania, which, you know, is obviously the point. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I, they, they were there. It was promos. It was fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I had less of an issue with it. I actually enjoyed the, the episode. I did think it was a little bit slow at times just because there was, like, very little actual wrestling on the show. But every time I watched one of the one of the promos, I felt like it was, like, the final address before an election or something. Like, you basically mm-hmm. just, like, recap, like, the end of a debate almost. You just recap your points, present it again, and give a final statement about why it should be you that wins. And I really kind of enjoyed it, you know? I... Like, I haven't been watching the show as frequently, which probably helps. But every time I saw one of these promos, I was like, you know, I think Daniel Bryan might win. And then an hour later, I was like, oh, man, that edge. He, he He's probably going to win this. And then the show closed with Roman Reigns. So I was like, oh, this man's, this man's amazing. This man's amazing, and he's going to win. He's going to hold the belt for another two years. So yeah. I, I had I enjoyed it. Um it also helps that these are probably my three favorite wrestlers in WWE. Yeah. Like, yeah, probably by a pretty significant margin, honestly, mm-hmm. like yeah. if I had to narrow it down, these three would be the three and then it would be a distant fourth. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to the match and I enjoy hearing good promos. So I, I had very little to complain about. Yeah. Like I said, the promos themselves, I thought were very high quality, like super well delivered, really, really like good fire, all the, the good points you want. It was just like you're saying the same stuff, but it's just mm-hmm. it's really well said. But I have heard this before, kind of thing. Um, we got one here from Edward Figueroa that says, uh, "Why can't they have the Andre and the four way on the Mania pre show? Give them a bigger payday and fans, please make SmackDown the hype show. If you wanted the twenty seven promos, I get Drew and Bobby opening the show, but still feel bad for the guys. I mean, that's the whole reason they're not doing yep. matches on the pre show is because they want that kind of big pop for the crowd coming back. Which honestly, to me, makes a lot of sense, and also." I kind of prefer them doing stuff on SmackDown because, well, okay, let me preface that. I want them to do Mania pre-show matches on on SmackDowns and Raws and stuff on the go-home shows because otherwise Mania does get to be eight hours long. Makes sense to me. Cut down the size of Mania. Um, however, if they are going to put them on the, the go-home shows, I'd like them to still treat them like a pay-per-view match. Yep. <laughs> Whereas the problem is they move into Raw and SmackDown and they go, okay, well, it's a TV match. It's like, no, it's still a pay-per-view match. You've just moved the, do the thing you were going to do. Because um, generally, like some of the pre-show matches have been amazing in, you know, in years gone by because they can have a little bit more time. So they they can become some of the best matches on, on the show. Um, so yeah, I just want to still treat them like that. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of interesting a few years ago when they were in Orlando for WrestleMania 33 when there was the huge campaign to get there was like a the SmackDown Women's Championship match was going to be in a six-pack challenge and they moved it from the pre-show to the main card because fans were like women, put them on the main mm-hmm. card, you know, which is valid, but there were also people going like, "No, you don't understand. You just went from being like the first or second match these people are going to see to like a match going on at 1130 after they've watched five hours of wrestling. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not the same. Sometimes you want to be on the pre-show. I get you want to be on the main card and everything, but in terms of the actual quality of the match, they would have been far more like way better off having that match on the pre-show than in the spot that they were. I think they went on right before the main event or something, honestly. Yeah. You know, but I totally agree. 
this this battle royal, I don't know if it would have been any better if it was at WrestleMania. Maybe guys would have like tried to get a big spot on the mm-hmm. on a big stage, but I don't know if there was anything that was going to save the battle royal. The four-way tag match which was supposed to be like a WrestleMania match, I do think the guys involved probably would have done a little bit more if it was at WrestleMania than here. Agreed, absolutely. Uh we've got one more I'll share here from Mayor Painesville, Dan. Hello Dan. He says, uh, they've been building Tamina up strong recently. Yeah, sure have. Uh, if she wins the gold at Mania, I promise Hishler's for the office. And uh, now this has stakes. Aren't you pumped now? You are. Uh, I can feel it. No. No, no. not particularly. I, no. I don't think there's a whole lot that could be done to make me care about a Tamina push in 2021. Yeah. Nobody meaner than Tamina. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. Lord. Is that one that I have to write down? No. Okay. <laughs> we'll get there. No, nobody meaner. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, let's talk about the show. Uh, because uh, it opened up with one of the three promos we were mentioning before, which was Daniel Bryan. Uh, I I did quite like the way they did this. Um, We'll talk about all three promos now, because we might as well. Um, And they opened up one with Daniel Bryan, one with Edge, and one with Roman Reigns. One was at the start, one was in the middle, and one was at the end. It was was the through line of the whole show with these three promos. So, like, the structure of it was really great. Really enjoyed that. Bryan cut another great promo, like he's been doing for the past, like, two months. Um, and he basically just said, it, it's more of the same of what Brian always said, you know, um, people always have been telling me no, but my whole story is about me saying yes. And him saying that doctors told me no. So I said yes. And Adam Pierce said no to me in the main event of WrestleMania. And I said yes. And lots of stuff like that. Like it's, it was a really well-delivered promo. It tons of like really good babyface fire. It's just, I've heard this promo a lot about Daniel Bryan. It, I, it was there. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> it, was, it, it was a really good promo. It's just, I've heard it before. Yeah. Diminishing it, returns. It, it was a rerun. It was a yeah. rerun of a very good episode. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to complain when I get a good promo out of a WWE guy just because so many of WWE's promos are just so, so blech. But yeah, yeah I do. I do like... Sometimes it depends how far they go into things, but I do like when I can tell that a promo has like structure, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, if I can tell that the guy is thinking about what he's saying and it's not just like rambling, it it means a lot. It just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It speaks to me. It's just like, well, he really knows what he's doing. This is a professional. And I definitely felt this way, like on this night with the three promos, you know, it never felt like they were going too long or, or they had, hit their peak and missed it you know because i mean a promo is a match you know you gotta you gotta hit your peak and then go away by the end of this honestly it gave me goosebumps you know oh, really with, yeah with daniel bryan you know just saying like you know at wrestlemania you know am i gonna be the universal champion yes 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 and i was like whoa flashbacks take yeah. me back oh crazy yeah i enjoyed it yeah it was a good promo really good promo um speaking of promos there was a lot of them on this show. Uh, Street Profits begin to cut a promo in gorilla position. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. And they were... then uh, the Dirty Dogs came in and started beating them up uh, backstage. 
And then everyone got into a brawl, including the Alpha Academy and uh, the Mysterios. And then it went into the pre-announced Fatal 4-Way um, match for the SmackDown te uh, Tag Team Championships as part of WrestleMania SmackDown. Um, I cannot stand the way the main roster does multi-team tag matches <laughs> where they have two people legal with four teams because then you have to make tags to people that aren't on your team and then they come up with really convoluted ways for that to happen because it doesn't make any sense it's just it winds me up it's i know i, I feel like i say this a lot and i understand why people call me a nitpicker because i am but also i feel like i have a lot of pet peeves and things that just annoy me about wrestling and this is one of them just have four people legal make it a fatal four-way you know like a like a fatal four-way you know when you have a fatal four-way with singles wrestlers and there's four people have That's a familiar. fatal four-way but with tag teams so you have the four people it just it just makes sense to me that way i don't know see, man. see when when you've got stuff like this that speaks to one portion of the audience and this is the the thing that just grinds your gears like i understand it the thing that grinded my gears as soon as the as the Dolph Ziggler and and the Robert Roode attacked during the promo was as soon as it happened, the cameraman like had a seizure or something. Of course, yeah. Just, oh my god, chemicals everywhere! I I can't watch it. Yeah. If there was one change, one single change I could make to WWE, it would be kicking Kevin Dunn's ass to the curb <laughs> and telling whoever his replacement is to never do any of this again. Ever. This, this is, I don't know. The hell with promos and matches and all this sort of, sort of thing that, that makes wrestling wrestling. This needs to go away immediately. <laughs> I'm putting my we are, down. We are just a bunch of grumpy old men. I God. liked this show. I enjoyed it, it sounds this like episode it. of It Smackdown. really sounds like it. I, I'm new here. I'm new on this thing, so uh, I need to get some of my pet peeves established because I just can't handle the cameraman. When they showed Seth Rollins hitting the chair like a year and a half ago, and yeah, the, the cameraman is doing this the whole time, I can't do it. Yeah, no, oh. you're quite, you're quite right. You're quite right. Move um, on, save me. Yeah. So they had a fatal four way match. It was alright. It was fine. It was fun. I feel like all of the like the eight man tags and the stuff that they've had in preparation for this match was more fun than this match, which is a shame. Um, but it was it was decent. It was all right. There was some fun little things in there. I mm -hmm. it just it just winds me up that you have stuff like Montez Ford hitting a frog splash on Chad Gable, and then he has to get up and like run across the ring to sell it so that Ziggler can or Rude can like blind tag himself in. And it's like, well, you wouldn't do that if it wasn't a fatal four win. You have the stupid rules where you can tag people not on your team. It, yeah, it, it winds me up a lot. Um, but aside from that, uh, it was okay. I feel like the, the wrong team won because mm -hmm. it, it was that spot that I mentioned. Montez Ford hit a frog splash onto Gable after doing like a blind tag in. Rude then blind tagged himself in onto Ford as Ford was selling the frog splash on like the other side of the ring somehow. Um, Ziggler then super kicked Ford to get him out of the ring and Rude just stole the pin on Gable. So the dirty dogs are still 
your SmackDown Tag Team Champions, which out of the four teams, I would have ranked them fourth of people that I wanted to win this match. Um, yeah. It's a bit of a shame, really. Yeah. I Because I think you're right in terms of like some of the matches leading up to this being more exciting. Because, I mean, the last time I did the SmackDown podcast, there was the, the four-on-four tag match where the Mysterios mm-hmm. and the Street Profits faced the, the top dogs, if you're Michael Cole, and uh, Gable and, and Otis. And I think I enjoyed that one more, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. it was a little bit, you know, just a little bit more action-packed, which sometimes happens in, a, like, a tag match because you can have, a, like, a lot more sequences that uh, that flow a little bit better when it's four-on-four four as opposed to two-on-two-on-two-on-two. But... Yeah, I mean, it was still fun. Like, I'm not going to say it's, it was a bad match or anything like that. It just kind of felt like, yeah, this is like another SmackDown match. Didn't really feel special, as we kind of already said. If this was on WrestleMania, you know, you you would have people. I want. I don't want to say working a little bit harder, but maybe a little bit more motivated to to have a mm-hmm. a really special match. Exactly. I think it's a, a bit less formulaic on pay per view because they don't have to structure it around ad breaks and things like that that they do on TV. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, Dirty Dogs retain the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Uh, we then had Bianca Belair backstage. She cut a promo saying that she's the EST and that makes her dangerous and she's going to win. Again, a, we- a well-delivered promo. It's also the same promo that we've heard mm-hmm. several times. Yep. Yeah. This, this, this one, like her promo and then Sasha Banks' promo later in the night. These ones were the the times where I was like, this is now a rerun. Like, I, mm. I've seen this already. I would have liked, considering it's been confirmed that they will be main eventing night one, you'd think that they would have some sort of go-home angle. Like, have them brawl and be the pull-apart angle on the WrestleMania go-home show. This one, to me, is where I felt like, is a little, little half-baked, honestly. Just... Mm-hmm. We'll just have them talk, but not talk in the ring because we've got other people doing that. We'll just imagine the WrestleMania main event. Like, I don't want to compare it and be like, what if they were men? I don't think if these two were main eventing WrestleMania and were men, all we would see is a couple of backstage interviews for their go home angle. And that's really kind of disappointing. I mean, we got a video package for Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre on SmackDown on this show. Um, they had the whole thing with Bobby Lashley wanting to take out Drew McIntyre and paying other people off and Drew, them having a brawl and stuff like that. That was the whole thing from Raw. And this one is like, you get a backstage segment. And that's just, I don't know, whatever. Um, then we had another promo. This one I thought was really good. This was a little video promo from Big E. Yes, um, I like this. Which I really liked because it was him, because he's from Tampa. Um, and he was saying how Apollo Crews has, you know, now refound his roots. Well, I'm from Tampa and I never forgot them. And he goes to like a barber and he goes, oh, hey, this is whoever he said he was. He's like, this is the local barber. He does the stuff when I'm here. Hey, th- I used to be here all the time. This is where I went here. This is my place. And he cut a really like impassioned, fiery promo in front of Raymond James Stadium and being like, this is where your intercontinental title dreams come to die kind of thing. It was like, that's a great little promo. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, like I said, lots of really good babyface fire, some really nice lines in there, and it links it back to like the the character shift that Apollo Cruz has had as well. It all just worked. It was nice, yeah. and it it added something to the story, which I really liked. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's just because of the pandemic and we've been shooting all these shows out of like the same two cities for the last year plus. And maybe it's just because of that, that like this being the first time that I've heard someone cut a in my hometown promo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's good stuff. Give mm-hmm. me more of that. But I really do like that he made the connection with WrestleMania being in his hometown and this, these being his roots and everything. I like that. That gives it like that next level of of personality and human connection that so yeah. often is missing from a lot of these WWE promos. Yeah. You know, like I don't feel like we really get those moments where years ago, like Edge and John Cena traded pay-per-view main event matches in each other's hometown. Mm-hmm. And that was a big part of the story that they were out there representing, you know, their their town. And, you know, it was it was a home field advantage type type situation. I don't feel like we get that in WWE as much anymore. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is just my pandemic brain. But I really like that it was involved in this story here. And the promo mm-hmm. was great, too. Like, Biggie's great, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's Biggie's, awesome. Biggie's great. But that's not news. Um, We also got confirmation that Wale will be performing Biggie's entrance at WrestleMania. Which is Former Quizzlemania participant Wale. Mm-hmm. Wale, yeah. The third and Uso. As I said, yeah, in my edited review, he'll be performing it for everyone in uh, live attendance at Raymond James and also for all three Usos. Um, <laughs> uh, we then got a video package for The Fiend versus Orson, which was really long. Oh my God, it was really long, <sighs> this video package. It's just. Yeah. I've 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 said my piece on the whole fiend Orton stuff before, in particular about the fiend. I just don't care anymore. And this was really long, and it was there. I barely paid attention, if I'm honest, because I know what the video package is going to be. Because it's good, it's super spooky. It's the fiend. It's Alexa Bliss. It's Randy Orton match. Burn fire. Fiend is back. Crispy version. I just, uh, don't don't care. Don't Original care. recipe or extra crispy? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, I mean, this is one of the things where it's not for me, you know, mm. like, yeah, it's not like I, I'm not going to to tell people that they're wrong for liking this kind of wrestling. It's like, if you do, cool. I'm glad you have that. I don't like watching it, you know, so like when it's involved with my job and being something that that I have to watch, like it. I sit there and just kind of groan, but it's a weird thing. Cause I don't want to come out here and just be like, this sucks. It's terrible. It's stupid. I hate it. Get it off my TV. Cause I know there are people that like it, you know, mm. that are, this is their thing. They love the, the fiend and all this supernatural hokey garbage, you know, it's like, that's their thing. They like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like just such a, like a curmudgeon old man when I'm just like, yeah, this isn't my wrestling uh you know yeah but yeah i just I just don't like it yeah it's it's annoying for me uh but don't worry it gets better we've got nia Jax versus tamina oh that's right yeah. i thought it was the yeah. edge promo i was very excited not yet no not yet but that's in a little bit um my first note for this match was hey do you remember when they were a team yeah i did hmm. yeah interesting uh this was a nothing match um it was there for a bit uh they did a whole they're both powerful that's their intangibles i'm assuming that they're both powerful um tamina managed to hit a samoan drop on naya and then of course Shayna basically caused the dq when tamina was going for the pin because of course she did why would we ever have a winner to anything 
For Christ's sake. Like, it's the end <laughs> of the go-home show. Yeah. For WrestleMania. And you can't just give your tag team champions a win. Yeah. God's sake. It's yeah. not that hard. In a singles match, too. You yeah. You could have even had Tamina win. Because it's a singles wrestler pinning a tag champion. It's not my favorite, because yeah. you're still pinning a champion. But just have a clean finish. So, God, so we, we think we think that Natalia and not and Tamina are winning that gauntlet at WrestleMania. Probably, yes? right? You know, there I yeah. mean, there was the brawl backstage, but they're the ones that that, you know, have mm-hmm. been kind of in the spotlight a bit more, you know, the wrestling the the champion on the the go home show. Why can't you just have one of them win? At least yeah. give them that like oh, they've got momentum going into WrestleMania. Like this finish accomplished absolutely nothing god damn it maybe i didn't like this show and i I literally (laughs) i wrote shana calls the dq because of course she does and then the next note is so who got over here yeah no one that's the answer this is Mm. you know whose fault this is this is reginald's fault because he was involved in this segment and is therefore like sucking the the life essence out of Mm. the segment and making it bad yeah that's what it's his fault Yep, always is uh immediately after that we had the riot squad backstage they cut a little promo billy Kay and carmella show up they also cut a promo if you don't remember from last week billy Kay and carmella are now a tag team it seems because carmella accepted the resume from billy Kay. they say some stuff and then lana and naomi come in and go hey what about us and then dana brooke and mandy rose come in and go hey what about us and then everyone fights, and then Natalia and Tamina come in, and then they beat everyone up. Why were any of these women here, like, in uh, kayfabe? None uh, of them were scheduled for a match. Like, uh, I guess they are just hanging out and catering and found out that one of them is is scheduled to do a promo, and they're all of them individually chose. Let's go sabotage that promo. That sounds like mm-hmm. a fun idea. Yeah. I This sort of thing... Yeah. This sort of thing is the nitpicky stuff that drives me up the wall. Just yes. when there's, there's like, you can tell that if you break it down for half a second, nothing makes sense anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. As a segment, it was just like, it was, it's fine. It's, it's, it's the brawling segment on, on a WrestleMania go home show. There's one like every year. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's go for it. It's, it's fine. Um, Billy Kane and Kamala are now in the tag team turmoil match as well. Further, further, sure. uh, further evidence that they literally broke up the Iconics for zero reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They're just yeah. in tag teams. Yeah. Uh, we then got a quite funny video package um, for Seth Rollins. Um, <laughs> I did like this. Yeah. This was very funny um, because it turned out it was an ad paid for by Seth Rollins. Um, so it was just like, everyone hates Cesaro. He's a terrible man. Look, he's never had a singles match at WrestleMania. He sucks. But hey, it's Seth Rollins. Look at him. He's a former Universal Champion. He's the best. Um, it was a really funny video package. And mm. I, yeah, that's the third week in a row that WWE's done comedy. And it's been funny. Yeah, it's shocking, you know. When Crazy that. Occasionally, when they get a hit, it's a hit. I And I like this. This was like, it told you everything you needed to know about the storyline, but did it in a way that wasn't just 
you know, WrestleMania theme under bed. Here's all the highlights of their feud. They did it differently and were creative and -hmm. it worked. I like that. Creativity gets a thumbs up. Absolutely. I'm really trying to not be negative about it because I do have a nitpick, but it was, it was like one of the better things on this show. So I'm really trying Mm. to not like nitpick everything. This didn't feel like a go home angle. (laughs) This felt like this was something that should have been, you know, initially in the feud. And then mm-hmm. they built to it off that going to a big go home angle for their match. Yeah, that's yeah, that's I, my only criticism of it. It was in the wrong place. I loved everything about it. It was just didn't feel like it should be on this show. That's all. Yeah, I, I realized like as I was talking, I was like, oh, yeah, like Cesaro wasn't on the show. Like neither mm-hmm. of them were. They weren't on the show. They just did this, which is like, yeah, it's like, OK, that's that's odd. I would have liked to have heard Cesaro cut a promo or do something where you yeah like, some I'm, sort of response like you know i'm finally gonna get my shot at wrestlemania to prove why you know i've been the workhorse of this company for the last nine years etc whatever blah 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 i think that's wishful thinking because if cesaro got a promo he'd just be like swing 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 yeah. swing 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 and then that's it anyway um after that we then got another really good promo it's time for edge everybody edge that's cut a guy. promo he came out to the ring with a chair. He sat down in the riddle. There was a spotlight. Yeah, he's serious now. Um, the Batista. The Batista yeah. role from 2010. Exactly, yeah. Um, and he cut a really good promo. Um, Unhinged Edge is great. Yeah. Uh, and he got really fired up in this one. Just kind of said, again, I will say it's everything we've heard before. It was incredibly well-delivered promo. The content is all the same. Him just saying, mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan's seen in my spotlight. Um, was a really good line in there that's saying that this match will be 10 years to the day since I've been forced to retire from WWE. Why is no one talking about that? Why is no one hyping this up? If this was Daniel Bryan, that narrative would have been uh, shoved down our throats until, you know, we got sick of it. But no one's mentioning that about me. Why not? Mm-hmm. This, is my, this is my time. Why is no one appreciating that this is my moment? It's a pretty good promo. Really enjoyed yeah. it. I, I did laugh at one point because... I feel like like some guys just have like their tropes that they like to pull mm-hmm. out of their bag every once in a while. I feel like one of Edge's tropes is saying that like you're copying me because yeah. I've I've heard him these are like years and years apart. But I've heard Edge say, "Well, you're just trying to be me" at least 3 times now. Yeah. You know, and to most people who would never remember a stupid throwaway promo that he had on a random episode of raw 12 13 years ago this means absolutely nothing but to me i saw it went yeah yeah i i remember when you said that the last time because he is he has said previously that the miz and cm punk were both just trying to be him sure yeah it's just like all right sure yeah and it was both basically just because they were both like money in the bank guys at the time but you know and at one point, Miz was wearing that stupid trench coat. There was a period where everyone really wanted to wear a trench coat. And I do feel like at that point, it was like, come on, that, that, that's a just look. That hey, being said. Trench coats are cool. Yeah, but like, get your own. Get yeah. your own fit. It's true. I, I really liked the line in this promo where Edge said, I shouldn't have to remind people of like what I've gone through. I was like, I like that. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. You know, I... I do think that Edge is better as a heel. Like 100%. that's that's his role. He said it. Everybody, like everybody, kind of unanimously agrees that Edge is better as a heel. 
but he's also like he can be a good baby face and it pains me that wwe is like so incapable of pushing baby faces that they had to turn him heel yes you know because i would very much have preferred if edge's like comeback story had been with him as a baby face you know like it's kind of crazy that this man has come back from two like career ending injuries in a row won the main won the royal rumble from number one and is going to face the champion in the main event of wrestlemania and he's a heel because yeah. the babyface push he was being given. <clears throat> oh my god, my throat just attacked me. Just wasn't working. And that that bothers me as someone who loves Edge. You know, I yeah. just want I want him to be handled properly. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um, but this was a great promo, and it did make me think. I was like, hmm, is Edge going to win? I don't know. Um, it did yeah. it did get me thinking. Uh, then we had a really weird promo backstage next because Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce are back are back there, and Sonya yeah. Deville says. What hey, is this? I think it should be Reigns versus Edge in a singles match. And Adam Pierce is like, what? And then she walks away. What are you on about? Sorry? It's a bit late for it's mania today, <laughs> love. Like, Christ, yeah. a bit late for that. Like, did this get mixed up with promos from a few weeks ago and they just only just played it now? Like, what's huh? I have I have no idea what this was. I totally forgot about it until you brought it up. Like, this. What it what was this? It went. I don't it know. didn't lead to anything, and I I feel like they've been trying to tease some sort of dissension with Pierce and Deville. Like they had the thing with Heyman last week, where Deville was like, "Yes, I agree with you, Heyman," as yeah. Pierce was trying to like talk over him. But like, why why choose this as the thing to get the the tension between having them having a one on one match? Like it's been a triple threat for a couple weeks now. Why are you bring it up now? Oh, that's this is yeah. weird. Like, like I would like to think that when everything is written down, at least at that moment, they have a reason. It's like, mm. well, we'll we'll do this in a week. At what point did they have any time to follow up on this? Yeah. This was just like, well, I disagree with you, and walks away with you. Yeah, but or walks away and just like, okay, why would you say right. that to someone? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, oh, speaking God. of the other backstage promo we got for the smack uh, for the night one main event for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Sasha Banks got a backstage promo saying that I'm the boss and I'm going to win. I think that was about it, cool. if I'm being yeah. honest. I, I've I've got nothing to say about this. Like I I said my piece during the Bianca Belair segment. Mm-hmm. It was like they deserve better than a couple of backstage segments, but yeah, that's it. And I I know she's a heel, and I know I'm supposed to hate it. Her laugh winds me up. Mm-hmm. The fake laugh that she does. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. What's what's oh worse? Boy, is bad. it is it this one or is it Seth Rollins? <laughs> no, wow. no, see, this one's worse because the Seth Rollins <laughs> laugh I can laugh at. Mm. This one I'm just annoyed by. I'm I like, gotcha. Ugh. Yeah. It's it's not great. Uh we then got a video package for Lashley versus McIntyre at WrestleMania. We got a recap of the Zane, the Sami Zayn documentary um, trailer from last week. A quite funny little video uh, with him visiting the Paul brothers. Uh, they were doing some sparring or whatever. Went up to their gym and he was like, "Oh yeah, we're going to do some sparring. Let's go!" And like went to go what looked like the changing room, but actually went out the fire exit. And then the door closed and it's a one way opening thing and he couldn't get back in and he tried to get back in and the guy that was there and he's like, "No, sorry, we're closed." Um, and he couldn't get back in. I thought it was a really funny, funny little video because Sami Zayn is. Hilarious. I've mentioned that several times. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was quite good. Yeah. It, it, it was. 
I feel like this is like day one of comedy class kind of thing. It's like, ha ha, mm-hmm. he goes through the fire exit, can't get back in. And then you find out that they didn't want him there because the, the the bouncer won't let him in the club. Ha ha, so funny. But like, it's still funny. Like, it still it's works. It's funny, yeah. You know, if it was anyone but Sami Zayn, I probably would be just like, ugh, WWE commentary or comedy, whatever. Get out of here. Yep. But Sami Zayn is just so great that I'll love basically mm-hmm. anything that he does absolutely even yeah. if it involves the friggin' paul brothers what uh, sorry i i genuinely the short very circuited end, the genuinely the tail end of your sentence i was like and just completely like shut down we need to plug wow. pete in he's yeah, uh he's running a, low on juice i am i said i love anything Sami Zayn does even if it involves the paul brothers yes I'm with you. Um, <laughs> Sami Zayn then, uh, it cuts back to the, the commentary table, and Sami, I love this, because Sami Zayn just runs in from out of nowhere in the camera shot, and just um, grabs one of the commentary headsets. He's like, why would you play that? I mean, there, there was so much stuff that you didn't see. We went out and ate together. You guys didn't see it. Um, proper, like, delusional heel stuff. It was great. Um, Kevin Owens comes out and beats him up as everyone starts coming out for the Andre Battle Royal. Um, yeah. yeah this, cool. was, this was a little I'll, bit weird. I'll see you at WrestleMania. I because initially I thought that they were sending out like the job squad to take care of Sammy, just like yeah, get him off the show. That's what I thought, yeah. But they just started the next segment overlapping mm-hmm. the current segment. Like, yeah. yeah. Were they just all of a sudden I, like 30 seconds short on time? <laughs> I, I, I guess it makes sense because Sammy wasn't supposed to be there in a segment. Yeah. He just ran out because the, the scheduled segment was for the Andre Battle Royal. And Sammy like interrupted, so they were like, "Well, we're just going to carry on with what we had planned." I guess, like, it does make sense, kinda. It just feels weird because WWE doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you were going to do that, I feel like you have Adam Pierce come on and be like, "All right, enough of this. Let's get the battle royal underway, mm-hmm. folks. Yeah, let's move yeah, on yeah, with the yeah. night." But exactly, it yeah. it literally just felt like the two just overlapped by like ten seconds. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. This was weird. This was really odd yeah um and then we had the andre battle royal that we've already spoken about yep and then we had the final promo after jso one roman reigns comes out and he cuts a promo again really solid stuff um of him saying i really liked the line where he was just like um because as part of daniel bryan's promo he was saying he tapped out the untap outable roman reigns and roman was just like you didn't tap me out if you tap me out you'd be champion but I'm still champion. I was like, oh, you're such a dick. I love you. Love it. Um, yeah, it's, it's really good promo. I'm I'm still really pumped for this match. I think it's going to be great. Um, it's cool. There you go. Yeah. Who's there? Roman Reigns is the goddamn man. I tell you, he, he is. is the, he is the big dog. I feel very... I haven't gone into like a long rant or anything on, on Roman Reigns previously, I believe. But I feel so vindicated by the last like eight months... Because ever since he had his like breakout performance at Survivor Series 2013 and then the Royal Rumble 2014, I was I was like, this is the guy. He's so cool. And then right when the shield broke up, like he got injured, came back. And from that point forward, they never figured out what to do with Roman Reigns. And I was mm-hmm. like, I will not allow you to do this pro- like poorly. I yeah. was a Roman Reigns fan hating how they portrayed roman reigns for like five straight years and every time they got a little bit closer to a heel turn i was like 
oh, this is going to be it. He just beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania, got booed for eight straight minutes or whatever on Raw. Fantastic stuff. Oh, he's going to be so great now. And then he was a babyface the next week. And I hated it. And I knew, I knew, knew, knew that if they ever just ran with him as a heel, he would be the best thing on the show. And now he has been the best thing on the show for like six straight months Mm -hmm. leading into the main event of WrestleMania. I can think of no one who like deserves this match more than Roman Reigns because he is just, he is the coolest guy. The best character on SmackDown. One of the best wrestlers in WWE. I love it. This is what he should have been from day one. I agree with you. Oh. And for, for the sake of uh, time, I'm not going to get into the, the full, not counter rebuttal, because I do agree with you. I don't think he should have been this from day one, because I, I don't think his promo ability that he has now would have been apparent back then, because I think he's got acting chops and stuff that he's done since he debuted that's actually helped him a lot with his current character. So I think if they did this character earlier, it wouldn't have had the same effect as it does now. I think it works because he's more of that veteran character now i think it works much better but he could have been a different style of heel and that could have exactly yeah but yeah that's uh that that was what i'd say and that was the show um an awful lot of promos uh most of them just kind of retreading old ground basically just plugging wrestlemania which i guess is the point i'm i'm always just i guess i'm a hopeless romantic in the fact that i just want on my go home show i want a big go home angle and this mm-hmm. didn't have one. I always just want like the big thing that makes you go, oh man, I cannot wait for this show. I'm so excited. I just want to see it right now. And the promos were good. It made me the similar amount of excited that I always that I already was. Of just like, yeah, it should be really good. But there wasn't anything that's just like, oh man, I cannot wait for this, you know? Um yeah. I always just yeah. feel like I I want that that nice, that big hook to just draw me in. And it, it didn't have it yeah. for me. <laughs> Every, every year, the first few years that I was watching wrestling, I always looked forward to the go-home show for WrestleMania because there was always something. Like, mm-hmm. they always pulled out a little bit of something to get you really hooked, whether it was, like, Shawn Michaels getting involved in the Triple H Undertaker stuff. You know, that didn't happen until the go-home show, and everyone mm-hmm. at that point was like, oh, I got to see this match. I feel like they did a better job than, like, Raw because Raw really didn't feel like a go-home show. And oh, yeah. at least this had, like, the three separate promos. Mm-hmm. But I agree. It would have been nice to have had a little bit of something extra to lead into yeah. to WrestleMania. Because I, I feel like as well, just generally about the, the show as a whole, I feel like this style of show could totally work because if you're just going to be, you know, doing all the promos and kind of retreading the old ground and just kind of doing, like you said, like a recap of all the, the feuds and stuff, it will totally work if you've told really good stories up to this point. But because mm-hmm. they haven't, this felt really flat to me. Because they were recapping a non-story in a lot of in a lot of cases, um, mm. and it it just felt really off because the build has been so rushed from Fast Lane to Mania right. in like yeah. a two-week gap. They just be like, and here's all the matches, and then they've done, and here's a recap of all the stories that we haven't told. Uh, it it just felt a little bit off. Like I'm not inherently against this kind of show but they need the foundation to build it off, and they didn't have that this year, and that's where I think I get the the that's why I'm, I'm off about it. Yeah, yeah. makes sense to me. Because, yeah. I mean, I will be honest, with the exception of, like, Big E, and that wasn't even, like, a promo package. That was just him doing, you know, a different kind of promo. The promo packages were probably my least favorite part of the show. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, like, they were just kind of there. 
with the exception of the Seth Rollins one, which I thought was creative. The other ones were just like, "Eh, all right. Before we get out of here today, because there was like nothing that happened on the show in terms of promos and stuff, we wanted to do something else. We wanted to talk about something that's much more fun and engaging, right? Because this could be con- this could be conceived as a potentially boring episode, because it kind of was. Um, because now Tempest and I, we are the intangibles. That that that's our thing. If you haven't seen NXT Takeover, one you should have, uh, yes. and two you definitely should have watched our review because we're awesome. Uh, we're we're now known as the intangibles because of the graphics that they displayed at NXT Takeover. Um, because they kept having, a, they have little intangible stats now, the and the intangibles best. didn't make any sense. They were dumb. They were sometimes nouns, sometimes adjectives, <laughs> and they didn't describe necessarily exactly what you'd expect from the person. So what we've done is gone through the entirety of the WrestleMania card, and each of us has got one person or team, and we've come up with our own intangibles for each of them, and we want the chat to tell us. Who has the better <laughs> intangibles for each person? Okay. Oh. So, so to give an example, if you haven't seen the takeover stuff, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, their intangible was fiery and ballsy. Because her the, name is Ember and Shotzi yeah. plays in a ball pit. Yeah. That the, that's might be my favorite one. The the way was entitled and conviction which winds me up because it's a noun and an adjective in the same one <sighs> that's fine not um, entitlement nope not entitlement entitled and conviction and then you have stuff like powerhouse and then you have stuff like uh agility and adaptable weird stuff like that like kind of like this weird esoteric thing right so here we go for the wwe championship match i've got bobby lashley his intangible is moisture. Ew. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. What, and what have you oh, got for Drew Lord. McIntyre? For Drew McIntyre, the Braveheart himself, I put freedom. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I can buy that. I can buy that. So, yeah, people in the chat tell us which one's better, moisture for Lashley or freedom for McIntyre? Oh, God. We'll, we'll go on to the next one. Um, I don't I don't want any wrestler to be described as moist going into no, a no, WrestleMania no. match. Moisture, not moist. Moisture. I don't care. It's specifically the noun for this one. Okay. Uh, I've got Bad Bunny and Damian Priest as a team. Their intangible is... I'm going to have to spell this one out afterwards. Hair and sacrilegious. <laughs> so it's hair spelled <laughs> H-A-R-E. Ha... Yeah. Ha ha ha. So hair and sacrilegious because that's a noun and an adjective in one. And it's sacrilegious God. because he's a priest. It's hair because he's a bunny. Wow. I'm genuinely the funniest man alive. You are and you're, if, and you're, if people don't like me, I'm sorry you're just wrong. <laughs> you're really galaxy braining this one on me. Pete. I am, yeah. I, I'm not I'm prepared. Also, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this. I'm really tired. And I came up with this like five minutes before we went live. So. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, okay. Goodness And what me. have you got then for, for Miz and Morrison? I, I would like some of these to feel like they came from the actual person. So mm-hmm. I put like actually A-list. Okay. 
Miz the A-lister going up against Bad Bunny. And Bad Bunny, yep. according to WWE fans, isn't an actual celebrity. No, apparently not. Oh. Which is ridiculous. Um, hair and sacrilegious or A-list? Hair. Hair. H-A-R-E. Come on now. It's bad, isn't it? It's terrible. It's, it's, it's the killer bunny from Monty <laughs> Python. Yeah. Um, all right. I've got uh, the New Day for the Raw Tag Team Championship match. Magnetism. Ooh. Mm, yeah. That's a fun word. Spicy. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for AJ and almost, I put height discrepancy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big intangible for these two. It's really their, their selling point. Yeah, that's very good. I like it. Um, for Braun Strowman, I oh. put all aboard. <laughs> for Christ's sake. <laughs> that that intangible. <laughs> for all for aboard? Shane. <clears throat> oh, God. Mm-hmm. For, for Shane, I put daddy issues. <laughs> you know, I think... I think my favorite, my favorite ongoing, like yearly annual joke is mm-hmm. whenever Shane McMahon's birthday come up and they put that, that tweet from shit from Vince McMahon yes. where they compare his messages to triple H yes. on his birthday and Shane McMahon on his birthday. It's like, Oh, happy birthday to my, my son-in-law, this man I'm so proud of. You've come so far. You're going to run this company one day, kid. Happy birthday, Shane. <laughs> happy birthday, Shane. <laughs> Uh, I, I've just got the mental image of them announcing Braun versus Shane and it just coming up <laughs> on Shane's thing. Intangible daddy issues. Yep. That would be incredible. Um, for Cesaro, I have got fluctuate because <laughs> if you fluctuate, it's a swing. If you, fl- I if got it. Yeah. It swings. And also I, I, I decided to do a noun on this one just to keep it up. Keep mixing it up. You never know if it's going to be a noun or an adjective. We've got Galaxy Brain Pete here. And mm-hmm, for, yep. for Seth, I put uh, Savior Complex. Savior Complex is good. I like that. Yeah, I feel, very good. I, went with, I tried to go for, for Seth. I went with something that I feel like they could actually do. Mm-hmm. Some of these, I don't think they're going to do height discrepancy for no. AJ and Omos. No. I don't, I don't know if they're going to have intangibles for these at all. No. But um, I could see Savior Complex being a thing that they say. Yeah, I could totally see that. Uh, my next one is Lana and Naomi. <clears throat> this one's really stupid. I put metronome because is a metronome like a... goes tick tock. Oh god, that's not bad. <laughs> that's not bad. I kind of like that one, honestly. Yeah. For a second, I was like, "What is this a Pokemon thing?" But no. okay, yeah. And this this one might be a little bit out there. Because I was like, I don't, I don't even know what the Riot Squad's characters are at this point, you know. Because I had the Riot Squad for this, this, mm-hmm. this, this thing that we yep. decided to do, and I was like, I don't know. They don't, they're not really on TV that much. So I googled like, what, what are other ways of saying riot? And yep. this one is unrestrained revelry, which <laughs> I think is the best way to describe a riot I've ever heard. That's so good. That's also oh. the title of a WWE pay per view. Oh, absolutely. How have we not gotten great balls of unrestrained revelry yet? (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's amazing. Incredible. Um, Okay. 
that's good. Um, I hope I hope someone in the chat is keeping track of who wins what. <laughs> by the way, because uh, I'm I'm losing the chat at this point. Um, after that, we had um, uh, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, and for this, I put biceps and dominant striker because we oh, know. No. Oh well, they're going to win now. Mandy Rose has a hell of a knee. Dominant striker, that Mandy Rose. Of course. Well, you yeah. understand. You just gifted them the win now. That's true. Yeah, I did. You yeah. slap you slap the dominant striker uh mm-hmm. tag on someone and they're just they're gonna win, as we've saw yeah, seen already yeah. this week. <laughs> um goodness me. <laughs> uh for Billy for Billy Kay and Carmella. Mm-hmm. Um Billy Kay likes handing out resumes. I put yep. works well with peers and managers. They're in a new, like a new employee employer relationship, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's no, pretty good. Uh, I then next uh, went to the uh, the women's tag team champions, Nijax and Shayna Baszler. This one is piss off Reginald. That's my intangible for them. That that about covers it. Honestly, yeah. that about covers mm-hmm. it. Um, honestly, this this is probably like the realest one, and like real in like a real real context Mm -hmm. uh we had natalia and tamina got Mm -hmm. yelled at by paul Heyman, (laughs) which honestly is probably a big factor in them potentially winning this match Mm -hmm. yeah i like that yeah yeah for sure um oh this next one's bad i'm looking at some of these and i was like man i must have been real tired when i made these uh what an hour ago (laughs) yeah 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 um sasha banks administration because she's the boss. Yeah. You don't you don't say. Yep. Uh the, the you know if she ever wanted to have a, a faction and call mm-hmm. it like the Banks administration. That's I fun. quite like that. You know? Yeah. That that's not that's not bad. I quite I quite like it. Yeah. Uh I don't know why. I really struggled with Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I at one point I wanted to think of like as many words with est at the end yep yeah because but like how do you pick one of those yeah I so I, quite honestly it could just be like it, i don't even know like you could you could just say est times however many est words you want to you want to provide that's true she she is the west that's true yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah she is she is the west she's the rest She's the test. <laughs> she's she's the oh my god! You, have she's you ever best. seen? Have you ever seen that one picture? Uh, it's someone who like wrote a whole story about Kanye West when he was sitting mm-hmm. on an airplane, and it's like Kanye West is doing his Kanye best to to yes. fulfill his Kanye quest. Yes. This is what they need to do. I want her intangibles <laughs> to just be that. Incredible, love it. Um, all right. Next, I had Asuka. I really struggle with Asuka. I, her intangible is sovereignty. Oh yeah, because she's the empress of tomorrow. It's a bad one. Yeah, it's a bad one. we can struggle with that. What yeah. what's the, what's the language parameters on on this uh, this here show? Oh, it, it it depends. Come on, Tempest, just reel <sighs> it in. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It depends. Maybe. I I, I think we might be all right. Because right. right. I mean we we've, we've got we've got a recurring thing for Rhea Ripley on uh, on Quizzlemania. Mm-hmm. And this will never be a thing, but I feel like her intangible is brutality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it works. I like it. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> we won't get good. demonetized for one of those. No, no, that'd be fine, right? Yeah. The last um, two Quizzlemanias have gotten demonetized. Got demonetized. We can't, that, yeah. we can't afford to have yeah. it happen too many times. Um, the Fiend. Crispy. Yeah. Just straight up crispy. That's all you need. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Crispy. This is intangible. He's crispy. That's all he needs. It really is. <laughs> For God's sake. Uh, who was it that was cold-blooded? It was Finn Balor. Yeah, Finn Randy, Balor. Or- yeah. Randy Orton's intangible is more cold-blooded than Finn <laughs> Balor. <laughs> more cold Someone who's actually cold-blooded. Because <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. a snake. Yeah, incredible. Love that. Um, yeah, some of the intangibles, we'll point out on TakeOver, just didn't make any sense. Like, not the first thing you'd think about the person at all, or just straight-up incorrect. So for Biggie, I've gone for slow and steady. Because oh. it's... Nothing to do with anything to do with Biggie at all. Yeah, uh, for Apollo Crews, I put heritage for his newfound mm-hmm. Nigerian ancestry. I that is genuinely what I could see them doing. Hundred yeah. percent, I could see some, them doing. Yes, some of these I tried to be like, all right, let me get into WWE's mind mm-hmm. right now, and yeah. that's just meta enough that I think it's something they could do. Yep, hundred percent. Kevin Owens, just vibing. Simon, that really does describe Kevin Owens for like the last two years, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, For for Sami Zayn, I I I wouldn't say this one's like like funny or anything, but I think they're good. They would do paranoid. Yeah, totally. Yeah, unhinged, unstable. You know, something like that. All of their their favorite words to describe Randy Orton at just different periods of his career. Maybe that's what this is. Maybe yep. they found their list off of Michael Cole's desk that mm-hmm. says like all of the adjectives so he can use a different one each time just to describe Randy Orton. Yeah. Because really, I feel like all of these kind of describe Randy Orton a little bit. Like all the mm-hmm. actual ones they've did. Yeah. All, all, yeah. Like he's cold blooded. He's he's pretty agile. He's adaptable. Uh, he is very adaptable. Yeah. He's Do- he's, he's a of, dominant striker, as we he's know. Ki- he's kind of entitled. Yeah, he has he has some conviction. He's fiery, fiery. and ballsy. Hey, if you know Randy Orton, he's ballsy. Yeah, I think we've true. cracked the code. This That's is just what the, the intangibles are. Oh man, what a, what a revelation we've had here. That revelation—that's another one that should be an intangible. God, well, I'm, no, I'm that, losing the plot. Uh, what? No, what that was retaliation. Next? I was like, who in mm. retribution was named Revelation? Yeah, hey, that was close enough. Uh, Riddle complex because he's not yeah. at all he says bro uh, that's about it 420 blaze it yep uh for seamus i put vitamin d deprived <laughs> yep that's his intangible advantage that he's got in this match it's not good enough vitamin d that guy yeah um, i tried to find a more like scientific way of saying that mm-hmm. but google yeah. just wasn't helping me out i was like you know what let's just let's just roll with it nice yeah uh roman reigns uh because now he's got one submission that he does uh i could totally see them putting submission specialist yeah versatile yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> technical uh, wizard. yeah i mean mm-hmm. honestly one of the ones that i struggled the most with was daniel bryan mm-hmm. just because like how do you describe daniel bryan in one word even if you're making a joke you know yeah uh, 
like this one this one is is so tough because like i don't i don't even think it would be like like funny or anything if they did uh if they did an intangible for for daniel bryan like they they could go like like technician being like his actual style or they could literally mm-hmm. just say like fan support and Ugh. both of which i think yeah and that's so like plain and boring yeah, yeah. for the the they top totally baby face vj just said monster i like that that's good i like that he's he's a monster because of the package yeah i like it let's yeah. do that one that's yeah cool. let's go with monster cool we both have edge because it was there's three people in it and we needed to have a same amount of people so we both have edge here I just put something really, again, kind of like what you were saying with fan support for Edge. I'm thinking something like momentous or like, <laughs> you know? I don't know why that killed me. <laughs> momentous. What does that yeah. mean? How do you describe right. a person as momentous? He, he makes moments. That's what he does. I don't know. That's terrible. That, Moment that's, maker. Yep. That's, that's awful in yeah, a way is. that I could see it being a thing. Yeah. 100%. Like yeah, that's yeah. that's that NXT level of awful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What did you have for Edge then? I went. I went. I just went uh, again. Not really funny. Like I just went with opportunistic. Yes, he 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 is that. That much is for sure. Yeah. The the ultimate opportunistic because <laughs> it can't make sense. <laughs> the it can't make sense. Yeah. No, no. You got it right. You got it right. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's what we have for the intangibles. It was just a little bit of fun. Sorry to anyone that does not understand what the intangibles are. You should watch our takeover reviews, and if you hadn't, that's your fault. We need to say thank you to some very special people, and those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. If you've not been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, you should. Lots of great stuff going on there. Wrestle League, you can get it. This is the last chance to get your Wrestle League predictions in for WrestleMania because this is not only the end of Season 9, but it is the start of Season 10. So if you want to kick off Season 10 properly and get involved, you can go there. All our $5 backers and above get to vote on Wrestle League, get, predict against all the other pledge hammers and against us at WrestleTalk as well in a big old league table. And you can see how you're doing. I'm near the bottom for this one. I'm, I'm doing near bad. the top. You are. You're like second overall, like joint. I second think so. I haven't. I haven't checked since. Uh, since takeover. Since takeover. Yeah, um, you're definitely de- up there. I'm definitely leading the office, but yes, yeah, which is weird that. because uh, Andy and I at the end of the Royal Rumble we were like neck and neck mm-hmm. for last place. Yeah. Uh, but it's a different story this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if you pledge at the twenty-five dollar above tier on Patreon, you get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to Robert Spencer, period. Woo! Thank you very much. Very good. Uh, we've got the craftsman, Blake Carpenter. Yes. Blake possibly possibly much. related to, to John Carpenter. Maybe, but we don't know that for sure. Never wrong, Tyler Wright. Woo! Thank yeah. you very much. We've got, ooh, could be Yu-Gi-Oh. I, I say that. I don't know why when I read the Pharaoh, the first thing that comes to my mind is, is an anime. But the Pharaoh, Stephen Mazzaferro. Yeah, thank you very much. Bad Connection, Thomas Lagden. Woo! Yeah! Thank you! Now this one's a little bit dark. Send Me to Heaven, Evan Reich. Yeah! Yeah! Thank not, you, Evan. Not yet. But yeah, not, not quite just yet. Uh, Jack Daniels on the Carl Rocks. Woo! Yeah! Thank you very much. I like that one. Uh, we've got Andrew, the last Airbendo. Airbendo? Good. 
I didn't think that. <laughs> the last, the, the last Airbender. <laughs> I didn't think that was gonna be the word that would mess me up in this one. Oh God, it's bad. Andrew, the last Airbender. <laughs> Mersogliano. How is that what tripped me up? <laughs> Why is it the thing that's killing me? Oh my god. It's, Your it's the last airbender. Dot 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 dive. Dylan Cachetta. Woo! Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, we've got LL Cool J Paws. Woo! Yeah. Thank you very much. Intense Frank Campos. Thank woo. you very much. Woo! Yay! And pick them up, Loot Sponge. Yay! Thank you very much, all of our Patreon backers. Let's get into your Ultra Chats as well. Uh, we've got a few of these to get through before we get out of here today. Ooh. Magic Mac Music said, Cannot stand Sasha Banks's fake laugh. Me yep. too. Uh, Andrew Purdy said, totally agree with you on the on the four-way tagging chopper. It's one of my pet peeves too. It creates weird psychology and slows down what could be a really exciting match. Why would you tag in early when you could just let the other teams tie themselves out? Alternatively, why would you tag out? Because then you've lost mm-hmm. your chance to even win the match. It's dumb. Hate it. Um, Bazo Banks said, had to support this awesome channel as always. Uh, that Mania stage looks amazing. It does. Um, RIP KO is back when he jumps. Uh, upon the main event confirmation, the Sasha crew found her tweet from 2012 saying, The girl who wanted the world, did she get it? And I bawled. That's sweet. Yeah. That's very you know, sweet. Sa- Sasha Banks stands coming coming in handy. You know, searching yeah. out moments Crazy like enough. this. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's really cool. I think yeah. they built that pirate ship so big just to keep Kevin Owens from jumping off of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eddie Carter says, uh, bless you guys for having to watch uh, this two-hour pre-show. It was there, but it did not raise my excitement for Mania anymore. Loving the intangibles. Your watch-alongs for NXT TakeOver were fantastic. Keep up the good work. The intangibles. That's yeah. us. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Eddie, for that. And last Ultra Chat for now that looks like uh, Mayor of Painsville, Dan, comes in again to say, to boost your WrestleMania hype just a bit more, please name your number one WrestleMania theme, WrestleMania stage, WrestleMania match. And if you can, WrestleMania promo package. Let's get excited. Hashtag Tamina for gold. Hashtag Dex Express. That's Dan for you. Mm-hmm. I didn't I um, didn't realize Tamina was part of his his wacky apparently, top five with yeah, Brian appar- Myers, Goldust. Yeah. Me. yeah. Um, th- there's a lot of number one things there and my brain isn't functioning. Uh, be- number one WrestleMania theme, green light. Has to be. 110% green light. Hmm. I I hate Pitbull's music. Love green light. Genuinely. Hear that? I'm like, WrestleMania season, let's go. Because I'm ready to go. Oh, oh. And I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for the show. Let's do it. Um, it's amazing. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know if it's my favorite, like, it's my favorite song that has been a WrestleMania theme is Snow by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Sure. I really like that song, but when I hear it, I'm not just like, "Oh, I gotta get, I gotta watch some wrestling today." <laughs> oh yeah, you know. So honestly, I might say like my way, my ways. Yeah, just classic, go with a classic. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I, I would, I would answer stage and match and promo package, but we've overrun by a long way. Um, and yeah, my, I don't think my brain can can 
function thinking about the rest of that stuff. Page 23, I like the big one. Favorite match, Austin and Bret Hart uh, from WrestleMania uh, 13. Uh, Favorite promo package, uh, 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 running up that hill, Sean and Undertaker. Cool. There you go. Thank you, Tempest, for doing the answer. Money's worth, Dan. So, Tempest, I have... I have an email here from a guy called Juan, uh, who has emailed in and said, Hola, como estan? This is my first email for your review. I'm from Dominican Republic, and I used to bully Luke on Friday's podcast by sending <laughs> Spanish mailbags. His Spanish isn't actually that bad. By the way, welcome, Tempest. Lucha masks are cool, and I'm sure you'll enlighten us with your vast knowledge of facts. Um, and then we have a somewhat embarrassing story. Here we go. This might be an embarrassing crush story we're about to get into here. I'm excited for this. My somewhat embarrassing story. Uh, When I was in the eighth grade, there was this girl who I kind of liked. She was really smart and cute. My classmates used to joke about us being together because we would be a good fit. However, we were like 12 to 13 years old at the time, and I was incredibly naive. I didn't give a second thought about it and never confessed my feelings, but still talked to her as a friend. Anyway, there was one day when I was playing truth or dare with my classmates. She didn't participate, but watched closely and laughed with us. Someone dared... Uh, a girl to give me a kiss on the cheeks. I said, okay, no problem, right? Well, it happened and everyone was laughing, you know, kid stuff, except from her. Her face turned red and she looked like ashamed. She was looking down. I was just confused. We never talked about it. Uh, and then we go to different schools. It wasn't until years after that happened that I thought maybe, just maybe, she had feelings for me as well. We never kept in touch, but I do see her sometimes because we live in the same neighborhood. All that happened nine or ten years ago, and to this day, if I see her on the streets and say hi to her, she says hi back but keeping her distance. So maybe, just maybe, I screwed up big time, right? I do have a phone number, though, a mutual friend, uh, through a mutual friend, but if I send a text to her out of nowhere just to ask that, it'd be weird, I guess. Should I ask her? No. (laughs) Probably. No. No, I would think not. I mean, Mm. yeah, the signs. The signs Mm. were there, my friend. Mm. They were there. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about this, you know, like it. if you're in eighth, ninth grade, somewhere around there, it sounds like, you know, 13, yeah. 14 years old. You know, it, it's it's a it's a unique time in your life because maybe stuff like this is happening for the first time. So it's more like vivid in your memory, but probably not something that uh, you necessarily need to hold on to once you mature into adulthood. Yeah, absolutely right. Thank you for the email, Juan, or or should I say, gracias for the email, Juan. There we go. Got to get the Spanish in there. Um, We have another email here from, by the way, if you guys want to email in, feel free to do so. Support at WrestleTalk.com is the email address to send it to. uh, And your email may get read out on the show. Do that because we want stuff to talk about. Um, That would be great. If you want to send in your embarrassing cross stories and stupid stuff you used to do to try and impress people when you were younger, please do, because there's a lot of stuff that we could talk about. Um, We got one here from Jack. Jack the Moist Sensation, he calls himself. Still a weird name, but I'm going to go with it. Um, Who emails in to say, welcome to the show, Tempest. I'm the Moist Sensation. I hate hate saying it. It's just... It's just weird. Um, And I'm a very big fan of your recent videos. You've got some big shoes to fill with Andy leaving. His belabored puns and oftentimes crass humor tickled me greatly. But if anyone can carry the mantle, it's you. Um, 
Last week, nobody hyperchatted about Logan Paul because nobody over the age of 16 cares about Logan Paul because Logan Paul is a knob, which led to some rampant, dare I say, optimistic speculation regarding Logan's involvement in the match at Mania. Now, as much as I love the brightest timeline idea of, uh, he's put Logie. I hate that. <laughs> I don't, don't like that. that. No. No. Oh, God. That's, that's like a hockey nickname. Those are the worst. Yeah. Uh, as much as I love the brightest timeline idea of Logie taking a stunner, I doubt it will happen, but it got me fantasy booking. At WrestleMania, the company has a totem pole of interest, and the current roster is often a tertiary priority. Christ. Can you word your emails so I can read them when I'm not tired, Jack? That would be amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and the current roster is often a tertiary priority behind celebrities and the talent of yesteryear. With that in mind, I have concocted a scenario which will make everybody happy, besides us filthy marks. I'll start at the end. 20 minutes of match punctuated by a halluva kick with Logan Paul on the apron holding KO's arm so he's forced to take it with full force and watch it coming. While Sammy and Logan celebrate, dong, the lights go out, 10 seconds passes, dong, the lights come back, and The Undertaker is in the ring, stiff as a board, hat covering his eyes looking at the mat. 30 seconds pass and still no movement, Logan pokes Undertaker and no response. What is this fantasy booking? Never one to pass up the opportunity to have his photo taken with a dead man, the ever-confident Paul pulls his brother <laughs> pulls out his phone and saddles up next to The Undertaker, then 30 seconds passes and still no movement. I've read that line again. The, the, oh my god, I'm losing it. I'm losing it, Tempest. Help. My eyes pull are glazing over. Pull it together, Pete. You can do uh, it. Uh, Sammy attacks from behind. Something. Uh, Taker takes a knee, and he gets his real final pop in front of a live audience. Uh, I fixed the poor problem, he says. What do you guys think? I don't. I genuinely don't know. I, I, I couldn't process it about halfway through that, and my, my brain has just turned to mush at this point. Yeah. I could see your brain just short circuiting halfway yeah. through that. Like the, uh -huh. the one rusty gear that's going around was uh -huh. just sputtering and not quite, not quite working as well. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot there. I will be honest when watching the build for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at no point, did I think that the undertaker would be involved in their match? <laughs> um, but I mean, Hey, at the, at the beginning, I didn't think that Logan Paul would be involved in the match either. And here we are. Which, I gotta say, for someone who's been a fan of these guys for, like, a really long time, like, having watched them in Ring of Honor, you know, when I was a, a young teenager and whatnot, it is absolutely surreal to see them wrestling at WrestleMania, and also surreal in a completely different way that Logan Paul is the third party in their WrestleMania match. Mm -hmm. Like, El Generico and Kevin Steen are wrestling with Logan Paul at ringside at wrestlemania I, mm -hmm. I don't know it's just bonkers yeah it's a bit weird isn't it uh but thanks for the email anyway jack if you email it again i promise i will try to not be as tired next time <laughs> and maybe i can read it also they might be a bit long but maybe that's just me being tired uh we have another email here from the headmaster jonathan headman uh supreme and constant SmackDown emailer saying, good appropriate time of day, friends. I wanted to drop by and say, welcome to the SmackDown review, Tempest. I know this isn't a SmackDown comment, but I think HBK missed the boat by not giving Adam Cole the intangibles of Boom and or Bebe. Have a great Wrestle Jamia. Is Boo, I mean, I don't know sure. how, like at what point do we cross the line of, is it actually an intangible, right? Well, I mean, I don't some know of if any of them either. are. Yeah, exactly. So at yeah. what point do we just put onomatopoeias as yeah. his intangible? Just yeah. boom. Bebe. 
That's a great intangible. I love that's, it. That's yeah. two halves of two words. Yeah. Well, why, hmm. why don't we have then? Because if we can get away with fiery and ballsy, and we can get away with, um, oh, what was the other one? Entitled and conviction, which is still, <laughs> it grinds my gears oh. to no end. Um, why don't we just have like, boomy, you know, make boomy. it make it an adjective, you know. It, is boomy a word that you can find <laughs> in the dictionary to describe yeah. booms? Just make just make it make it an adjective. It will make sense. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. Or just yeah. make it boom. It's a noun. They have nouns for other stuff. You know, it's totally fine. Boomy. Yeah, just ha- have it have it be King Boomy from Avatar. I was going to make that joke. Damn it. <laughs> you beat me to it. Oh, God. Oh. Um, thank you very much for that. Uh, the headmaster, Jonathan Hebben. And as I don't know whether we'd have mentioned this in the podcast review that you guys will be hearing or not, because I don't know what bit will be getting cut out. If you didn't know, me and Tempest are the intangibles. That's us. Because... If you didn't watch our takeover live reactions and or takeover review, you should. Um, because the intangibles are the funniest thing that I've seen in WWE programming in quite some time. And now we're, we're making it ours. We're reclaiming the intangibles. Now that's us. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, we probably would have explained that in the whole intangible section of the review that you've already listened to. <sighs> Tempest, I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're making it work, Pete. But no, that's mm-hmm. right. We can't we can't trust WWE with a good thing. So mm. we are reclaiming the intangibles to make sure that the intangibles will always be done properly and will always Absolutely. be associated with an excellent, excellent duo going forward yes. every Saturday reviewing SmackDown. Absolutely. And NXT twice. And a NXT. Week. Yeah. God. Uh, D- double dips of intangibles per week. Love to see it. Anyway, uh, that is probably all the time we've got for this episode of the WrestleTalk podcast. Oh my God. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. <laughs> I am, I am the a wheels mess. are falling off. <laughs> really going. Um, it's WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania today. Isn't that crazy? We've got live reactions on the WrestleTalk podcast YouTube channel, and we've got night one tonight, night two tomorrow. We've got a live stream, not only a review of both nights uh, on Monday, but also live reactions to Raw as well on the WrestleTalk podcast channel. Then we've got NXT moving to Tuesday. So then we've got a Raw review on Tuesday. And we've got NXT reviews on Wednesday going forward. Very excited. Um, so much content. Go ahead and subscribe to the Rest Talk, uh, Rest Talk Podcast YouTube channel to get all that sort of content. And keep listening here for all the reviews and stuff that we're going to do. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Take care of each other. Enjoy WrestleMania. And we'll see you on the other side. Goodbye. And that jam. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.